Welcome to First 15, where you give the first 15 minutes of the day to God and commit yourself to respond to His Word in a personal way. My name is Ron, and I'll be your guide in this journey. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes and consider sharing it with a friend. Today we're going to learn to pray a proverb, and we'll look at a few sayings from Proverbs chapter 26. The practice we use in verse 15 is to first listen to God's Word, and then engage and reflect on it in a personal level. Then we pray our response back to God. The whole point of this habit is to help you live out God's truth beyond these first 15 minutes in the rest of your life. The process is explained more fully in episode 1, your first 15 minutes of the day, and you can download it at podcast.wordofprayer.com. Listen to the whole practice that we're using. You can also get a help sheet there that you can keep close or put it in your Bible for ready reference. In that first episode, I gave a demonstration from Psalm 1. We've been using all kinds of scripture to show how this process works, regardless of what part of the Bible you're reading. In our last episode, we looked at James 4 and even noted how he quotes from the book of Proverbs. So the idea of praying a proverb shouldn't be completely foreign. However, if you have done any more than just reading individual proverbs or verses, you might be aware that praying the proverbs presents a few challenges. Now, why exactly is that? Proverbs are very short sayings of wisdom that reduce a truth down to its essence. It's certainly truthful to say, for example, some people just love to gossip and spread rumors. They don't seem to care about the consequences of all that on people around them. That is a true statement. But it is certainly more memorable when Proverbs 26 verse 22 says, The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to a person's inmost parts. Let that one soak in for a little bit. You see, biblical proverbs use two key features. And we won't have time to go into these and explore them, but it might be worthwhile to check these out uh, through some other uh, study resources in the future. Those two key features are parallel lines and figures of speech. Now, because they're poetry, they use two, or sometimes more, lines to express the same truth by echoing or intensifying it, or to express a contrasting truth by stating an opposite. So, parallel lines help us to understand really the gist of a proverb, where it's coming from, because it it either presents the same idea in two slightly different ways or in a very contrasting, very starkly different ways. But it works as two parallel lines. The other feature, figures of speech, sometimes require a little extra knowledge of ancient culture. And some of those insights you can gain by looking up in a good study Bible or a Bible dictionary. So those are a little bit beyond our purposes here, but I just wanted to clue you into some further resources that you could uh, use when you're reading through the Proverbs, especially if you come across some of those head scratchers. 
Well, I think what makes Proverbs most challenging to pray is that they are short and they require us to do some meditation on them if we're going to understand and pray them correctly. So consider Proverbs 26 verse 11. It says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. The first part of that verse is certainly true, as most dog owners can testify. Canines have a knack for woofing down their food too fast, only to spit it back up. And unless they're terribly sick, they'll often go after that vomit with gusto and lick it up, as gross as it sounds. It really happens, and it's something we can relate to from everyday life. The punch of this proverb, though, comes in the second part, when it compares this everyday behavior of dogs to fools who return to their folly and they go back to it just like a dog goes back to it with gusto. So just like the way dogs are acting is pretty disgusting or nauseating to watch, it's kind of sickening to see how a fool keeps going back over and over to their foolish ways, to their habits. And it's one thing to notice this as a bystander. It's a whole nother thing to recognize it in ourselves and see how our own habits, our own sinful ways, often are repeated in nauseating sort of consistency. Well, it's early in the day, so let's change to another subject, not to get anyone sick here. Let's look at two Proverbs found earlier in the chapter. Proverbs 26, verses 4 and 5. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you become like him yourself. And for verse 5. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he will be wise in his own eyes. What's going on here? These two Proverbs seem to directly contradict each other. Should we try to answer a fool or not? It's worth reflecting or meditating on these two Proverbs and their implications. The Hebrew is simple and straightforward, so it's not a language or translation issue. These two Proverbs were put side by side in the collection of Proverbs on purpose, I believe. The implication seems to be that there is not an absolute answer to the question, Should I answer a fool according to his folly? Wisdom requires looking at the situation and even the person involved. So let's unpack that a little bit. First, it's a good idea to ask this question. Will answering a fool tend to lead you toward a foolish position? And if so, it's best not to answer them like Proverbs 26 verse 4 directs us. I've certainly seen that with my teenage children. If I start arguing with them at their level, the conversation soon lands in a foolish place and I've simply joined them in their foolishness. Not a good outcome. Or consider someone who is looking to pick a fight or get into a serious quarrel. There's nothing to be gained trying to have a conversation or to answer their foolish talk and so-called logic. On the other hand, Sometimes it is the right thing to answer someone acting foolishly in a way that addresses their folly. Now, when might that be? 
if there is a chance of helping them examine themselves or helping them realize that they are justifying and making themselves right in their own eyes, you should try to engage them and point out their folly. That's usually going to be in the context of a relationship, that you actually have a relationship with someone and you have some degree of influence with them, that they're going to listen to you or that they they have some respect or they'll trust what you have to say, that you're coming in an attitude of trying to help. They may not like it at first. They may even resist pretty strongly, but it can be a very loving thing, even though it's thankless, if you help someone acting foolishly to consider that they think they're right, but their way is not necessarily the right way, and they need to reconsider what they're doing and how it might be hurting other people. Don't answer a fool at the level of their foolishness or in a way that makes you join in their folly. I think that would be the context or the, the applicable way to look at Proverbs 26, verse 4. On the other hand, do answer a fool if you might reach them and save them from the destructiveness of their folly. In either case, I would say pray for guidance from the Holy Spirit to help you discern and also give you the words to say if you need to answer at all. Well, we've looked at three Proverbs here and reflected on them. Now, let's pray them. Father, we thank you for the gems of wisdom that you've given us, you've hidden for us in the book of Proverbs. Thank you for using human language and everyday pictures that we can grasp to teach us about what really matters. To hold you in reverence and wonder, to fear you, Lord, that is the beginning of wisdom. Teach us to be wise as you are wise, not wise in our own eyes. Make sin and sinful habits distasteful to us and not something that we return to constantly. Purify my speech, Lord, so that I don't join foolish people in speaking the way they do. Use me instead to help the wayward see their error and repent before you. Teach me humility and make me truly wise. Help me today to act in line with wisdom and not folly. In the name of Jesus, the wise. Amen. For today's application, I want to ask you to reflect on one of the Proverbs that you've heard recently and return to it several times today. So keep meditating and reflecting on it. You can use the one from James 4 that we talked about in the last episode. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That's from Proverbs 3, 34. Or you can use one of those from Proverbs 26 that we mentioned. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you become like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he will be wise in his own eyes. Gossipy words 
are like dainty morsels. They sink deep into a person's heart. All of these are true statements. And all of them will pay off the effort spent in meditating upon them and continuing to pray them back to God. Thanks for listening and giving your first 15 to God. Today's episode is brought to you by wordofprayer.com, where you can find resources to help you grow in the spiritual life. Until next time, keep listening to God's Word.